but the animals hadn't been dry all day. Summers intended to rub them down and let them finish drying overnight in a warm livery barn. Get them grained and rested before the new owner arrived in dark horses to take the delivery. But so much for his plan, he thought, realizing the storm would no doubt pin him down out there for the night. Let's find you and these girls some shelter, he murmured to the gray. The gray slung water from its soaked mane. But where? Summers looked around more as he gathered his reins and the lead rope to the fillies. Swinging himself up across his wet saddle, he reminded himself that he'd seen no sign of a cliff shelter anywhere along the ten or so miles of high trail behind him. We'll find something, he murmured, nudging the gray forward. The fillies trudged along single file behind him, their images flickering on and off in streaks of lightning. He rode on. For over an hour and a half, he led his wet, miserable procession through the storm along the darkened hillside trail. Twice he heard the rumble of rock slides through the pounding rain ahead of him, and twice he'd had to lead the horses off the blocked trail around piles of stone wreckage. But what else could he do, he reasoned. Stopping on this loose, deluged hillside was out of the question. Find shelter or keep moving, he told himself. There was no third choice in the matter. Beneath his wet saddle, the gray grumbled and nickered under its breath at each heavy clap of thunder. Yet the animal made no effort to balk or pull up shy, even with its reins lying loose in Summer's hand. Following the gray's lead, the four fillies stayed calm. For that, Summers was grateful. Good work. He patted a wet hand on the gray's withers as they pushed on. Moments later, at a narrow fork in the trail, he spotted a thin glow of firelight perched on the hillside above him. Thank God, he said in relief. He reined the gray and pulled the string of fillies sidelong onto the upward fork. During brief intervals between twists of lightning, his only guide through the pitch darkness came from the sound of rain splattering on the rocky trail in front of him. Three feet to his left, the trickle and splatter of rain against rock fell away silent. So did the trail itself. The caldera valley lay swaddled in a black void over 300 feet below. Summers had no idea what might lay in store around the firelight above him, but whatever situation awaited him there could be no more perilous than this trail he was on. Or so he told himself, pushing on blindly in absolute darkness, water spilling from the brim of his hat. Another hour had passed before Summers had worked his way up the rocky trail, through the storm and the darkness. High up where the slim trail ended, he stopped and stepped down from his saddle at the entrance to an abandoned mining project. Following the glow of firelight that had drawn him like a moth, he led the horses out of the rain and under a stone overhang trussed up by thick pine timbers. Wet rifle in hand, he tied the five animals to an iron ring, bolted to one of the timbers, and stood in silence for a moment listening toward the flicker of fire along a descending stone wall. Hearing no sound from within the hillside, he ventured forward into the mouth of the shaft. Hello, the fire, he called out. He waited, and when no reply came back to him through the flickering light along the stone walls, he called out again. Still no reply. Coming in, he announced. He looked back at the shadowy horses standing in the dim, sparse light. Then he walked forward, his rifle lowered but held ready in his hand. Twenty feet into the cavern, he heard a horse nickering quietly toward him, the animal catching the scent of an encroaching stranger. Hello, the campfire, Summers called out again. 
but he didn't stop and wait for a reply. He walked on as the flicker of firelight grew stronger. He stopped again when he came to a place where the shaft opened wide and smoke from a campfire swirled upward into a high broken ceiling. A smell of cooking meat wafted in the darkness. A small tin cooking pot sat off the flames on the edge of the fire. A spoon handle stuck up from it. Having not eaten all day caused Summer's belly to whine at the scent of food. Looking all around, he heard the chuff of the horse and saw the animal standing shadowly among rocks on the far side of the campfire. Then he swung his rifle quickly at the sound of a man coughing in the darkness to his right. The cough turned into a dark, raspy chuckle as Summers saw two red-streaked eyes glint in the flickering fire. Bienvenue, mon ami, a weak, gravelly voice said in French from the dark corner outside the firelight. Then the voice turned.